The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. The Secrets of Stargate, Episode 80. Janet West, Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we got to do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. Hello and welcome to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies and series, including SG-1, Atlantis, Universe, and more. I'm Father Corey Stika. With me today are Lisa Jones and Victor Lambs. Howdy, Lisa. Hey, Father Corey. And howdy, Victor. How do you do, Father Corey? Before we begin, I'd like to invite you to join our Discord server. We're having a lot of fun discussing Stargate and all the other shows that we talk about here at StarQuest, you can find your invite at sqpn.com slash discord. And all are invited to join. Even if you're not a Patreon patron, although we would like you to become a Patreon patron, and I'll talk about that later. And if you want to support us another way, you can go to sqpn.com slash merch and get your t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and much, much more, including our great mugs on a mug <laughs> for the secrets of Stargate. Today we are discussing 2010, the 16th episode from the fourth season of Stargate SG-1. But before we do that, now that I've teased this great episode that we're going to talk about, we do have some news about a possible Stargate revival not being possible anymore. So what'd you find, Victor? Yeah, apparently um, Brad Wright, just as we're recording this in the first week of November, uh, someone had asked him about the new, we had talked before about the new Stargate pilot that he had written uh, he re- responded to a, a tweet on Twitter and basically said, um, yeah, MGM did hire him to write the pilot. He he wrote it just before COVID hit, but, you know, the timing couldn't have been much worse, you know, obviously with COVID and now with Amazon acquiring MGM. Um, it's likely that his pilot, he says, will gather dust. Um, he says it could have been fun, but, uh, you know, we still hold out hope here and uh, until... You know, we do get the Stargate revival. We're just going to keep reviewing the the great episodes of the original series here. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too bad. I mean, it, it sounded like it was really interesting. And I wonder if um, there's some point where Brad could publish the 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 script that he had written, you know, say, well, if this isn't going to be bought out, this isn't going to be used. Then I, you know, of course, I don't know how copyright works for all this because he was paid by MGM to create it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, usually don't the writers usually have copyright on it. So he could someday publish it online, kind of like Joe Malazzi is doing. uh, And I I got it right. I think I got it right. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. That'll be feedback (laughs) later. But uh, like like he's doing with some of the uh, art, the the concept art that Mm -hmm. was later used in SG1, which is so awesome to see see how things are same and see how things are different. So hopefully Brad can publish that that someday and maybe be done. Uh, you'd mentioned earlier, be done by like a, a YouTube artist, you know, have some cartoonists yeah. do an animated version of it just to get it out there. It'd be cool to see. So or even that, big finish, big finish has done Stargate in the past. Maybe they mm-hmm. could, you know, adopt it or something and run with it. Yeah. Who knows? And they're, they're fantastic. They, they do a really good Absolutely. job. And, and that, that might be kind of the back door kind of as, Big Finish was the backdoor for bringing Doctor Who back. It could be the 
the back door for bringing Stargate back as well. MGM could say, hey, people are, you know, Amazon could say, hey, people are actually buying this from Amazon. We better, you know, like <laughs> yeah. publish, get more money out of this. But <laughs> but anyways, with, with that being said, we, we do have a great episode to talk about. So 10 years after SG-1 made first contact with the alien race known as the Ashen, it seems that all the problems of the world have been solved. The Stargate is publicly known and is now located in a space terminal in Washington, D.C. Transporter pads are easily accessible to all. The Ashen have brought advanced technology, wiped out the gold, and brought peace to the world. And yes, Jack's Pond still has no fish. <laughs> However, the Ashen anti-aging medical technology is a dark side. It's a 200-year plan to wipe out humanity by eliminating human reproduction. Sam discovers this through her own infertility and gets the band back together to figure out how to fight back. Even Jack's reluctance to get involved is overcome, and SG-1 uses the Stargate to send a message to the SGC 10 years in the past, just before the mission to the Ashen homeworld, to prevent everything from happening. Well, I, I think it goes without saying that this is you know one of the top 10 favorite episodes of Stargate fans. I, so I, I'm going to ask you, Lisa, what do you think? Do you agree with them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely one of my favorites. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I'm at a loss for words now. All of a sudden, um, I kind of like the way it starts. That it's a uh, Sam Carter. It starts as a Sam Carter episode. Future. Mm-hmm. She's got a husband. You know, again, you, you're not quite sure what's going on, and then you find out it's been ten years. You've got aliens. You know, finally, there's some uh, technologically advanced aliens willing to share their technology with it the planet and oops might not be going the way we hoped it would yeah. what that'd be too crazy to think about um it's i don't know I, I love it i love the way they imagined where they would be in 10 years and how they all um come back together to try to save the planet one more time how about you victor yeah as i was watching this i've seen this one a number of times and i know it's one of the top rated episode. So as I'm watching this, I'm, I'm, you know, critically watching it to say, is it, is it really that good? And, and yeah, it actually is really that good. Um, Brad I'll hold my breath bef- for you. <laughs> you know, Brad, right before he, uh, you know, took on the, the Stargate SG one, he was mm. doing, um, outer limits, the, the, the revival of the, uh, you know, science fiction anthology series. That was kind of an answer to, uh, the twilight zone. And so this is very much like out of that outer limits mold. It's like, imagine a world that's 10 years in the future and everything is perfect. Or is it, you know, the, you know, we have no enemies in space and everybody lives for a really long time and there's no disease and no poverty. So basically the Star Trek future, but the flip side of that, as it seems to be in the Star Trek future is, you know, sterilization and, and yeah. And so there is this, this incredible dark side that, that um, fortunately we have a very strong team in SG one who's committed to to reversing that. But even amidst all that, there's a lot of like really funny lines and really mm-hmm. funny you mm-hmm. know comedic beats in this episode too. You know the whole like tour of the SGC is just <laughs> very <laughs> funny. Like when you watch it and, and when we're you walking, watch it, the, and we're walking. And we're walking. <laughs> And uh, I even like even in the background, there's someone doing the Vulcan salute, you know, yeah, in front of the right. Stargate and stuff. But no, it's it's very funny. Um, it, it it plays, you know, it posits a very, you know, it's very, you know, intellectually engaging. It's like, oh, what would the team be doing 10 years from now? 
And, you know, Jack has fallen out from the team because, you know, his misgivings about the Ashen were, uh, you know, completely justified. So, no, it's it's an excellent episode um, firing on all cylinders. And uh, I like it very much. Yeah, I, I want to see. We can talk, we'll talk about it later, but I want to see what part of the mission report Kinsey didn't read. <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah. he read the part, made it sounds you know just glowing that Jack loved it, and then of course, yeah, you know, that's not the case. But yeah, I, I agree with mm-hmm. both of you. This this is one of those episodes that really holds together. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those that it's it's well written. You know, interesting we we're talking about in the news about Brad Wright. You know, trying to revitalize the series, and this is an episode written by him when he was really starting to get involved in it with the. SG one. Yeah. And it's, it's such a just well-written, well-acted. The storyline is solid. The, the characters, of course, we know and love, and we, we, you know, we're seeing how they've developed in the years since, and, you know, they really haven't changed that much. Um, now there is, of course, alternate timeline playing here. Janet Frazier was there. Of course, we know that yep. in the mm. real timeline, prime timeline of SG one, she doesn't live this long. Spoilers mm. for those who oh, haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, beyond that, yeah, I mean, and of course, I, I can't remember when we're getting f- close, aren't we? Do you remember when season seven? Season yeah. seven. Her- okay, Heroes so we, is season seven. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we still got three more years before. Okay. So yeah, and you know, no, no. At this time, they probably hadn't even thought of doing that, no. that plot line. You know, <laughs> so you know, so yeah, it was. It's such a great, great episode, and I really enjoyed it. it was you know, it's it, it's one of those. Uh, looking, you know, you look forward to watching, you know, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're flipping through, a, you know, back when you actually, you know, flip through with your DVR and, oh, SG-1's on, what it was, <laughs> oh, 2010, oh yeah, I'm going to watch that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Always. And, and it is also, this is a two-part episode, but the second part, much later, next season. Yeah, next season, yeah. Mm-hmm. You get 2001. And kind of talk about that first, this is not a coincidence. This was actually mm-hmm. taken off of Arthur C. Clarke's 2001 Space Odyssey and 2010, you know, the, the, the follow-up book. So this is, this was um, planned this way. Um, and of course it worked out that while this aired January 3rd, 2001, of course the 2001 episode was written and uh, produced in 2001. And mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. see if that one actually came out in 2001 or not, but still it just, it, it worked out so so well but that was kind of part of the plan because there are things here you know let's talk about what what carter was supposed to be doing not trying to you <laughs> yeah. know overthrow the ashen <laughs> but she was actually working with them to ignite jupiter which mm-hmm. of course is something that comes from 2010 2001 2010 that's actually a part of the, the plot which i thought was pretty cool mm-hmm. it's not just the sun is beeping the sun is, yeah <laughs> yeah not just the sun is beeping. <laughs> one of the great lines from the episode. That's a great uh, line, yeah. Which we'll get to. Daniel didn't have much to do besides give us great lines. <laughs> he got yeah. to wear some amazing glasses, though. He is looking very fine in this episode. And, and yeah. outfit, too. I mean, he has, yeah. he has a pretty sharp outfits, yeah. too. He was, he was yeah, looking pretty I, dapper. I'm pretty surprised that Michael Shanks didn't just say, just dress me like this from for like the rest of the series. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, and I like, like Carter's outfit. This, <laughs> sexy specs all the way here. No, no this, this is this is this is Michael Shanks getting into the. Uh, I I'm too sexy for my clothes look. I'm yeah. too sexy for my <laughs> sleeves look. <laughs> Tilk See, also liked, looks very good in this too. Yes, who does? Tilk. Yeah, he doesn't oh, have yeah. his emblem again. Like yeah. there's one of a handful of episodes. Yeah. Yep, he doesn't have his emblem, and he's in the the more traditional Chulak garb. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yeah, of course, like the, the staff white. weapons that are only for religious observance, yeah. right? you know, yeah. 
No, I I think in this episode, seeing Sam Carter out of her military garb and in regular stuff, it it makes Mm -hmm. you realize how tall Amanda Tapping is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like she just, you know, the jeans and the white with with the jacket, you know, the open cardigan. I was just, I'm not tall. I'm like Janet Fraser size. So watching her in this episode, I'm like, wow. Well, and they do, they do kind of like you're, you're first you're watching this, like, wait a minute, this is 10 minutes, like 10 years in the future. Like, why aren't they all like an old, like makeup or mm-hmm. something? And then they say, oh, there's an anti-aging vaccine, which is like the central plot point because that's what sterilizes mm-hmm. the human race. Yep. And, um, but if you do look at like Amanda Tapping in 2010, when she was in uh sanctuary, I think, mm-hmm. and then uh, she was, she even did a few episodes of Super- Supernatural. I mean, she's like still looks amazing of course mm-hmm. oh yeah no she, yeah. she still look you know didn't look much older than she obviously than this because yeah. there's only 10 years difference so i mean and you figure if if you know if uh sam carter was supposed to be what late 20s early 30s during the sg1 missions basically um i'm kind of guessing yeah you know i always get depressed when i think about like what age like tv characters were supposed to be <laughs> it's like you've seen what that you meme go around with like cheers <laughs> Or it's like Cheers, and during Cheers, like Norm was supposed to be like thirty-four, yeah, That's or it. something, and like everybody in yeah. Cheers is supposed to be like their early thirties. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so yeah, and it's just a, it's just depressing. To think. Yeah, well, Sam yeah. would have been at at this time in two thousand, she would have been thirty-two. So okay, twenty ten, she would have been forty-two. So I mean, yeah, not that, dang, yeah. no, not, not that much of a difference. Yeah. So, and now it's been eleven years. 12 years since that episode mm-hmm. was supposed to air. I mean, it was. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of crazy to think about. It's kind of mind blowing. You, know, you like, think about like they jumped forward in the future and here we are now going, oh. <laughs> it's it's always yeah. awkward when a, when a show or something does a time skip episode and then you've skipped more than that amount of time past right. when that episode was supposed to take place. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that, I mean, that just speaks to the longevity of, of SG1. True. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In this episode, certainly. Well, in this one, of course, you've got the, uh, it's alternate timeline. It's very clear it's yeah. alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. And that, that, the alternate timeline was broken the second the note went through the gate right. you know, at the end of the episode. Yeah. That, that, that broke it. Um, but yeah, it, it does kind of date it sometimes. You know, I mean, think of Star Trek. Like by, by now, we've been through World War Three and the, the <laughs> uh, you know, con wars and all that stuff. And, you know, oh, yeah, exactly. Augment wars and the all eugenics, that. So, I mean, yeah, the eugenics yeah. wars. And, eugenics yeah. wars. That's the word I was. I was World War Three, and then, yeah. But you think so, about it. They, I mean, think, things definitely changed there, too. So they did a good job because if you think about it, anything that they predicted would happen or wouldn't happen, you know, it really is irrelevant to our art. Yeah life mm-hmm. because they had the Ashen and then they changed the timeline so they could kind yep. of do whatever they wanted with it which which they kind mm. of did i mean the, yeah. the team broke yeah. up kinsey is president bah. yeah you know so kind of worked so towards the, that eventually anyways so the Ashen yeah. stopped 9-11 yep yeah, yeah. okay yeah or maybe Carter's they didn't they married released, the perfect man yeah. allegedly yeah yeah you know? He's kind of he's kind of a tool, like Oliver. Yeah. We, 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 do, we, we do see him again later. We do see him in the two. two well, he's the least episode. boring, right? Well, I mean, I mean, he had some passion there. Yeah. So, but but he's yeah. So the whole thing is like they find out that like you know the Ashen, and this is like the problem with the Ashen plan. This is where they're they're set up to be kind of too powerful. Like they're like, oh yeah, they wiped out the Gould, like just like that. They had, 
you know, the Gould have been a going concern for like the past, you know, 5,000, 10,000 years, but mm-hmm. the Ashen just finally decided now to wipe them out, mm-hmm. you know, and then like the, the you know, the Jaffa are like, well, we're not going to really ally with the uh, Tauri because there's no point, you know, the, there's no more Gould anymore. So, and then we learned that the Ashen is suddenly playing this long game to get mm-hmm. access to Earth of, you know, like we'll wipe out the humans over the course of 2,000 years. If they could wipe out the Gould in 10 years, like why are they... Why are they keeping the humans around? It's not like they're eating them or something, right? They just well, want their. This isn't V. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, well, they, it's like they, they just, just the... like make the vaccination just kill everybody, you know, and then well, and they, then they, well, you can have the planet. That's not so they, they, they want farm, the planet. Right? Yeah, but they could get the planet by just like you know gassing everyone, right? I mean, it's it's like well, it they don't need to wait two hundred years. That'd be a different episode. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> they're, well, they're they're you know. It's, it's, I think actually what makes him a good bad guy for this episode is, yeah, they've got the technology to basically, you know, end world hunger and medical problems and all this other stuff. And oh, by the way, their weapons technology can completely eliminate the gold in no time at all. I mean, it even sounds like it wasn't 10 years. It was like three years, four years, mm-hmm. you know, it was really yeah. quick. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'll do the counter argument. Ashen saw the gold as a serious threat to them. And so they just got rid of them. They realized they could fool the humans. And then in 200 years, because if humans live for 200 years off this anti-aging technology, what are the Ashen holding back? What do they have that they could live for thousands of years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they would have this completely ready to go planet. No damage done to it. Just kill off. Let all the humans die off and they just take over. Or gradually take over as the humans die off. And maybe they're like keeping the humans around as pets. You kind of get that when when (laughs) Malone or Melon or whatever was, was, uh, was, uh, you know, kind of entertaining Carter, you know, like, oh, you can have computer access, I guess. You know, it was like, you, you kind of get the feeling that they oh, like I, having the, the, it's like the their own farm bill or webkins or, yeah. or like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, li- little Sam, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have your computer yeah. access. I yeah. can't hold anything back from you. <laughs> yeah. I did see some people arguing online that the Ashen didn't do it on purpose. No, they. Uh, it was accidental. They just didn't no. understand human why, biology in their yeah. vaccine. But then they covered it up and didn't tell anyone. That's kind of even like worse. Yeah. Rather than correcting, it's like, oh, uh, let's just uh, here's a second vaccine that'll fix your infertility, you know, problem right. because we can do right. that, right? And yeah. they took control of the media and the mm-hmm. news and science yep. and everything, so nobody knew what was going on. Exactly. So this episode was <laughs> ten years early, and yeah. twenty twenty. Oh, wait, I, 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 cut that, cut that, Victor. Don't don't let that stay in there. No. no, I mean it's at this point. I think we've we realized that so much of dystopian literature from nineteen eighty four to uh-huh. Animal Farm to twenty ten to Brave New World, all the other episodes, yeah. like just were written as how to manuals, right? Not not warnings. Exactly. Right. But no, but I mean, and then, and then tool boyfriend, you know, comes in at the end and says, oh my gosh, 90%, it was supposed to be like yeah. one third of that. We were only supposed to sterilize yeah. 30% of the people, you know? So it's not unintentional. I mean, it's yeah. it's very intentional because if they told the humans, oh yeah, as a result, we're going to sterilize 30% of their population without your consent. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Kinsey's probably like, I approve this message, you know? And <laughs> Yep. Whatever. So, yeah. does it get what me is- in power for the next century? Yeah. I'll do it. You know, I did like the the Kinsey fireside chat though. That was oh, a very yeah. nice touch at the beginning. It's like 
I'm going to yeah. read from the mission reports. And Jack says they can save our butts. You know, <laughs> that's yep. down home. That's that Jack <laughs> O'Neill, you know, wisdom coming through. But seriously, it down real quick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I, I wonder what he left off, what he didn't mention. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. of course, then we find out later that Jack says, from the first moment we met these people, I'm saying, don't have anything to do with them. Stay yeah. away. You know, right. I'm warning everybody. You can, you can see him. Like, he's going from literally desk to desk. You know, he's he's pounding on Hammond's desk, and yeah. he's going up to the Pentagon and pounding on desks there and going even to the White House if he could. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, don't trust these people. And, of course, they didn't listen. Well, you know it was serious because he split with the team over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, not even that they kind of sided with him or could see his point of view. And No. I mean, the fact that they all haven't spoken or seen each other mm-hmm. and we get the impression years is, yeah. I it mean, it was serious. Yeah. And it wasn't just over the Ashen, too, right? Because there's a line when when uh, Sam comes to visit him, he's like, oh, what is your new boyfriend? Think of mm-hmm. this, you know? So it wasn't yeah. just the Ashen. It was also Joe. Oh, yeah. What is uh, your ambassador yeah. husband? Yeah. 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 That, he, that, he's, that he's still scene jealous. was nice. Still, yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was like a lot of underlying tension that they were getting mm-hmm. out in that scene, but without saying it. So yeah. it was kind of like, oh, what happened in the last? Well, I, I love, I love yeah, when they're sitting there talking and, and he tells, you know, you keep Sam out of this and you can see Sam over there about ready to say, uh, hold on a second. Yeah. This yeah. is my uh-huh. idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the one who came up with this, not him. You know? <laughs> yeah. but, but it was. Why are y'all talking was, without me? I can do make the decisions myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, it was kind of nice that both Jack and Joe, like, you know, um, had common ground in, you know, basically keeping Sam safe. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was yeah. a really nice, you know, uh, point of a agri- uh, point of agreement where they could see eye to eye. It's like no matter what happens, Sam has to be safe. So. And then she yeah. just runs back in there. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this episode. We learned General Hammond had a heart attack six years ago, or did he, you know, Hammond mm-hmm. yeah, kill himself with donuts? Um, <laughs> you know, the, the implication is that Hammond was 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 onto something and the Ashen may have mm-hmm. may have yeah. killed him to keep him quiet. And Fraser is just is just putting this together. So I mean Fraser is like the hero of this episode. Oh, yeah. Just kind of yeah. You know, this is a great episode. This is a great yeah. episode for Fraser. I mean, you really get to see her kind of shine. And she, she has that kind of almost frustration that like all the medical technology that she's learned yeah. and everything that she's yeah. learned in medic- medicine is kind of like, nope, don't need me anymore. They, they, how she put it, they let me keep an office in Washington. You know, yeah. Yeah. nothing to it's do. It's just kind of like, we'll just, we'll keep you over here and, you know, you just behave yourself and you'll be fine. <laughs> I kind of saw her like going Dr. McCoy in this episode. It's like, Mm-hmm. Ah, they got these computers now, Jim, and I don't understand what it means to be a doctor anymore. <laughs> yeah. you know, same thing, you know. Exactly. And of course, she's the one who figures it out, you know, yeah. because, you know, yeah. old fashioned techniques and not lying. Not lying goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the episode moves along pretty quick. And mm-hmm. I think the highlight for me is definitely when they when they revisit the SGC, which is now a museum oh, uh, right. or, a, or a tour destination due to the, you know, the, its pivotal role. So, so the SG one needs a GDO because if they're going to send this message back, obviously they need the iris open in in uh, mm-hmm. two thousand uh, to you know so that they can send the message back and and the GDO they have is a replica. Uh, well, they find that out later, but um, yep. they they think the one is 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 at at the SGC. So they so they visit and the way they get in is is they uh they take a tour and <laughs> we have a tour guide of the SGC who is just like oh, the most perfect perfect uh tour guide. Um, and I wrote down the, the actress's name, Liana, uh, oh, well, Linnea I'll have to look Johnson. 
Yeah, only like only a handful of roles, but she is perfect as the tour guide mm-hmm. in this. Just oh, the she's hilarious. Correcting Daniel. They call it the <laughs> yeah. embarkation room because they embarked from it. That's where the SJTs yeah. embarked <laughs> like, from. Yeah, that's on level twenty-eight, the gate room. <laughs> so the kid is like, no, yeah. it's the embarkation room, which is totally like <laughs> well, a dancing fan. Goes, uh, fan, yeah. Well, it was, it was even funnier because she, the kid says the gate room's like close and. Daniel even goes, um, I think it really was the gate <laughs> yeah. room. No, they called it the embarkation room. And Sam and Daniel just look at each other they're like, we've never called it that. <laughs> and they did for just a couple of times in uh, season yeah. one. It was referred to as the embarkation room. Oh, you're right. It was yeah. like, like just yeah. in the first just episode. Yeah. Very beginning. Yeah. And if you look online, they do refer to it as the embarkation room as well. So it was like one of those really nitpicky like fan yeah. things too, you know. And then yeah. this is the the pictures of the arguably most favorite team or something. She goes, but yep. not my personal favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like, was, <laughs> not her favorite? <laughs> yeah. And apparently I didn't notice it, but there's a lot of um, like, you know, old props from the from the series in that shot as well. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So there, there's. Some- it, it, it's one of those to sit slow down. I, I, I always love that, though, when they take the promo shots you know the press shots mm-hmm. and they make it a part of the series you know so that that's what you know that big poster was was a promo shot of sg1 and hammond for mm-hmm. you know publishing and you know and, and stuff putting online whatever but they make this big poster board yeah. of it it's like <laughs> what do we hey, we should have a picture of sg1 what do you do that one will work just bring yeah. it you know? yeah. <laughs> take it down to kinko's you know that's <laughs> right and then we meet Walter, who is Walter for the first time. Because yeah. of a uh, ad lib by Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. And of course, it was Radar O'Reilly. Walter Rad- Radar O'Reilly from Match yeah. is where he got it from. <laughs> yeah, Walter is, is not a sergeant and uh, uh, Jack O'Neill is not a colonel. Walter is the, is the docent at the museum and uh, mm-hmm. is, is none to, is kind of cool to see, you know, the old gang there, but at the same time, they're where they shouldn't be. And, you know, kind of his, his obligation <laughs> yep. as a museum docent kind of trumps his, but they, he kind of does lend him the, uh, yeah. the DHD. Um, Actually, he calls, he says, he didn't say y'all cause he wouldn't have said y'all, but he said, you aren't colonels anymore. Yeah. I'm yep. not a sergeant. You're not a colonel. Yeah. No, he said plural. So like oh, plural really? Jack and Sam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, nice. He referred to both of them. So I she got a little promotion yeah. before yeah. she became Dr. Yeah. Cause you know, Kinsey called her Dr. Carter, not, not mm-hmm. by military rank. Yeah. He called her yep. Dr. Daniel Jackson, Dr. Sam Carter. Yep. Hmm. No, that was, yeah, which I, I don't know how that works when you're retired. Don't you always keep your rank or not? No, no. I mean, I, I've, I've met retirees who will, you know, they'll make sure that, you know, they retired as major or Colonel or whatever, but, and it, it's not for those in the military. It's not inappropriate to call them by their ranks. Okay. But after you get out, it's like, frankly, once you get out, it doesn't matter what their rank is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a Kentucky Colonel, right? And then you don't call them Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know they have to have the. They can't just make it simple where they go in and they and and I love that where you know Jack and or Sam. Sam and Daniel think they're going to be all, all stealthy about it, and Jack's already there ahead of them and has yeah. already picked up everything. It's just waiting for him up in the After the he said room. he wouldn't come, you know, yeah. he had to get a dog. Biggest, biggest decision in his life was whether or not to get a dog. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, I realize that this is the first time we've had alternate universe time travel, not time travel, but alternate universe at least that Sam and Jack have not been together. Although obviously part of their yeah. split is because they weren't. Yeah. Right. Right. So he's, I thought it was he's still pining for her, even if she's moved on. Right. He's still, still, still upset about it. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. But even though Joe is genocidal, he still is a pretty good guy. He <laughs> yeah. agrees to get the GDO from, <laughs> from the well, president's office. She, she really They're, didn't give him a choice. I think she wears yeah. the pants in that family. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. She wasn't oh, yeah. wearing pants in that particular scene, but I don't know. But. That's true. Um, not, not that any of us were looking. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but um, it, you know, it would have been interesting to see that scene, but I'm glad they didn't have it, where he did get the GDO off of the, the Oval Office desk. Oh, yeah. Kinsey, yeah. Because they even said it was on the Oval Office desk. It wasn't even right. like in the Oval Office. It was on the desk, which I could see Kinsey doing that just because he's Kinsey mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. kind of like I won type of deal. Have you noticed in, in this show how much how they treat the politicians, you can, you can tell they don't mm-hmm. have much appreciation, uh, mm, you know, for the they're integrity usually, of politicians. <laughs> they're usually pretty slimy. Yeah. Yeah. Except for like president Hayes, Hayes is it like who's in a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Played by, uh, I forget the actor's name, but he's a very uh, classic character yep. actor. Yeah. But yeah. Henry Hayes. Yeah. But most of them here, it's, it's pretty, you got the whole Kinsey thing going on. And even Ambassador uh, Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know ambassadors are not politicians, he's a diplomat, but it's that same kind of thing. Like he agreed to something, lacked the integrity. They agreed to it to get the job done versus what was. Yeah. I, I, I guess you could argue best interest because they got rid of the Gould, but they agreed to sterilize a good percentage yeah. of the population without anyone knowing. So and, not. And the line there. <laughs> Is the Ashen didn't think we were worth investing in yeah. because there were too many of us, right? So if we're going to help you yeah. fight the gold, there just needs to be less of you guys, which is mm-hmm. kind of what you see with, you know, when when Western, you know, NGOs and other things tend to like look at Africa. It's like, well, you know, we'll invest in your infrastructure and stuff, but there's way too many of you guys over there in Africa. Yeah. We're going to have to like, mm-hmm. you know, take care of that before we, you know, give you roads and clean water and stuff. So. It, it It is like very prescient and very, you know, knowledgeable about, you know, how, how things work in the world and stuff and, mm-hmm. and how distasteful and for it is. A sh- for a show that doesn't, is not in your face about trying to mirror what, what happens, yeah. you know, like Bowser Galactica or something. They, or they even do. MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do have political little, message episodes. <laughs> they have little subtleties they kind of put in there for yeah. you to pick apart. So I like that about this yeah. one. Oh, okay. Great shot uh, during their dinner with the golden sky behind them. They're oh, yeah. sitting in front of that window. I just love oh, yeah. that. The golden hour, you know. Yeah. That, there's a, that there's actually a that. lot of pretty good cinematography in this one. I mean, some really nice, nice views and everything. They did a really good job with that. Yeah. Much of it was filmed at the Plaza of Nations, which was uh, left over from the Vancouver, yep. um, you know, World Expo 86, I believe. And it we need to have exist more anymore. Yeah, we need to have more world expos because they gave us some really cool locations for shooting our favorite <laughs> sci-fi shows in. <laughs> it was the New York Expo, I forget when 67 or whenever that was and you know that yeah, that's where Men in really Black was filmed. Oh, that's Yeah, right. exactly. Yep. So it's uh yeah. And more did y'all remember please. the last time we had an episode that was filmed there? It was the 
bug episode, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> First of a few bug episodes we get. <laughs> but so for all their like, you know, talk of non-aggression and pacifism, the Ashen apparently like have armed the gate room. Oh, yeah. Several dozen <laughs> turrets of some sort, which like it seems like overkill to me, like you wouldn't need that many turrets like just to protect because like Daniel and Teal are like blasting these turrets as like the big climax happens and they're tr- all trying to get up the they're all trying to take the hill basically and get the yeah. note through the gate and and these things are shooting either energy bolts or very small bullets it's not clear because sometimes they leave no, like, they were they were behind they were behind domes so it was like an energy bolt it wasn't a, a projectile. Yeah, but it looks like like when they hit him, it looks like it like like you're being hit by like a BB or a pellet gun or well, something. Just burned his skin off. It burned in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And and then there's a lot of them, and it seems like too many. And then like Teal comes through with his friend who we like isn't even in the credits, and like we, he doesn't get a name, but <laughs> yeah, he, he like he gets blasted too. But the and friend then, goes really fast. Yeah, the oh, friend. Yeah. Like, it was inconsistent. Teal's like, hey, you want to go to Earth with me? And like, maybe like it killed. And the other was like, it is a good day to die. Let's go through, you know, and stuff. Yep. So. <laughs> I die free. Yeah, well, I die know, free. I, that's I, what they say. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I will will say that the, the number of them isn't surprising because if you think of, you know, Gwald or something marching through to attack, you need as many, you know, I, I mean, look at how many firearms yeah. come out whenever someone comes through the gate unannounced, you know. Yeah. yeah, you'd think the Yashen would like be like, well, we're going to protect your thing with an invisible force screen. It seemed like the guns were there to protect people from like taking control of the gate rather than mm-hmm. coming oh, through the what? gate. But, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it just, but yeah, it's a very powerful, it's like, like, you know, Mozart's Requiem should have been playing in the background. It's like, as everybody's like dying yeah. in slow motion <laughs> and like being. You know, and like everybody dies, and of course it was in slow mo. They're yeah. reaching through, yeah. And you get that last saying, so toss through, yeah. Teal got hit like two hundred and fifty times. <laughs> he did, he right? Like, <laughs> His friend, who also allegedly has a symbiote, got hit like twice and died. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Jackson <laughs> gets hit. Poor, da- poor Daniel. Okay, he gets hit again. Like, like everybody's four getting hit. Times. I'm gonna get hit too. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't even like. Does he even take a step? I mean, it's like, yeah. And then Jack well, he tries can to go take the like side of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then Jack's hit like two hundred times, and then gets up, yeah. and then he's you know, and then Carter just runs in, grabs it, and I mean, and yeah. she goes quickly too. It's like last step, she throws okay. it. You know, yeah. She gets she gets the three pointer shot. You know, <laughs> but uh, I, I like uh, Jack stunning uh, uh, Mullum through the bag. Yeah, the Zat gun in the bag and stuns him through the bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like his total Han Solo, like, you know, like just talking when he's talking to, to Molem there and he's like, you know, it's like, oh, hey, Mel. And he's like, Molem. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, the war. Right. He's just like completely just like blowing him off. And it's like, yeah, I'm expecting my friend Tilk. You know, I, I, I bought him a hat. You know, he's just like making this stuff up just to doesn't matter because Teal'c? he knows he's going to die. He knows he's Molem's going to get shot. So it's just like whatever. whatever yeah. Just yeah. And of course, got Tilk in the hat. You know, they gotta have, they gotta have the hat. Yep. Even if he doesn't wear it, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and did y'all notice how they changed how they pronounced Ashen, Ashen, and Ashen? Mm-hmm. So in the in the scene with Carter and Jack, Jack says it one way, and then they've looped the audio on Carter to say it a different way. 
And so her mouth doesn't match what she's oh, really? saying. And so the rest of the episode, they call it the Ash- Ashen. Okay. And the Jack scenes, it's Ashen. Yeah. Hmm. But Carter's was- looped to say Ashen. So, it's so like, they must have corrected, decided to just correct yeah, it. Yeah, maybe they filmed the Jack scene first or something. First. And then like, yeah, or the other scenes. Because it was very clearly Ashen, like in the mm-hmm. early yeah. scenes and stuff. Even though looking at it, you'd say like Achen or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that always drove me crazy with this episode. That one scene, because I love that scene, obviously. And then to have her audio be off just drives me crazy. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, I mean, we're, we're good at mispronouncing, so why not them? Yeah. Of course, that, that's, that's yeah, been but a the part fact that they of, of Stargate, because you got gold, 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 yeah. you know. Gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to pay attention in 2001 if Jack says it differently than everyone else again. Yeah. See if, if they, they fix keep that it going. Or not. I don't remember. Yeah. Another very good scene of this is is when the note comes through and Jack goes up to pick it up and it's just him and he's framed by the, you know, the still active gate and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. just him like standing there and then like he like bends down and picks it up. And that was uh, another a very nice, uh, you know. Well, and, uh, yeah, he bends down, picks up, he looks at it and he just kind of, well, what yeah. does it say? You know? mm-hmm. Here, you read it. Yeah. 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 So that was, and then Carter, well, that was, of course, pops up with when did you send it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and Jack just kind of rolls his eyes like, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do like. I do like how Frazier says, hmm, I'll analyze the blood. And we don't have a scene in like, you know, the, the lab where she's like, yes, verifiably, this is all of your blood is on this note. You know, like we don't yeah. see yeah. that. It's like we assume that like, yeah, she'll check it out. But we already know it's authentic. So we don't need to see that yeah. part. Right. Well, and Hammond's yeah. already said. Lock out that address. Yeah. Like he, mm-hmm. Decisive hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Did y'all know, notice I, I, that Carter did not have any qualms this time about changing the timeline? Like in 1969, no. she was like, don't, don't, don't. We can't do anything. We can't say anything. And this one, she's all like, nope, we don't need to exist anymore. Let's well, change everything. I, I would say that they, she realized that, unlike 1969, you know, that. The timeline had gone naturally and it was a mistake. So let's just, we've got a chance to reboot it. So let's reboot it. So it's, it's kind of a different situation. I guess she was done she's with her already marriage. blown up a planet at this point. So she's like, I'm become death destroyer of worlds. And you know, <laughs> she's a little more cavalier about <laughs> broad uh, destructive changes. She, she kind of was forced to just blow up the planet, but yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 She was, she was done with the marriage. She needs a reset. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did agree to sterilize a third of the population. Yeah. So, so I, I, well, at one point, Jack says, you know, can we write down the who won the 2004 World right. Series Super Bowl and the, the, the Grey Cup? And of course, Dom wanted to make sure we mentioned Dom Bettinelli, <laughs> CEO of, of, of StarQuest, yeah. SQPN, wanted to make sure that we mentioned that in 2004, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl, and the Boston Red Sox won the World Series. And Gee, why? I wonder why <laughs> he's from Boston. He wanted that being done. I will say, though, if, if you're not familiar with the Grey Cup, that is a Canadian thing. It is the Canadian Football League equivalent of the Super Bowl. And that was run by mm. Toronto that year. So for, th- for those who might come from the East. So basically, all of that was won by 
the New England states and in Ontario. That, that like that that little region there won all three of those tournaments. So yeah, so we should mention that. Now here's a question: Are there alternate uh, titles for this episode? <laughs> I couldn't find any, so I assume that they're all just just 2010. Yeah, which I, yeah, I didn't see any. Just 2010 in the different languages. Do you, so. do you want to pronounce 2010 in different languages? No, I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll save that for next week, which I think I think we'll get some good ones off that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, is there anything else either of you would like to finish up with? No, no I just. Oh, good. I say Amanda Tapping looked beautiful in this episode. I just, yeah, mm-hmm. she looked absolutely <laughs> stunning to me. I don't, I don't know what it was. Maybe, maybe pretending to age was looked really good on her. But yeah, I'm just, it's really good. You know, dystopian future sci-fi in a you know world with characters we like and lots of really good humor and character moments. And so it just, it's one of those you know lightning in a bottle moments for the show. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I absolutely agree. It was fantastic. So we do have a little bit of feedback and this feedback is again from Susan Gardner 19 on Twitter. She's the one who critiqued our pronunciation of Lou Malzati. Mine. Mine. Malzati. Malazzi. Malazzi. My pronunciation of Lou Malazzi. And of course, now I'm going to be self-conscious of it. Yeah, sorry about that. I want to thank all of you for your gracious response to my tweet of you read about the pronunciation in Lou Malazzi's name. Given his writing credits and eventual executive producer status, there will be much opportunity to mispronounce or pronounce his name on future <laughs> podcasts. That is true. And we, we don't intend to, to mess it up, but we appreciate that you took it in the same good humor that we presented it. So we'd like to take a moment at this time to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create secrets of Stargate, including Anusha M, Nate F, David V, Martel B and Felix L. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows here at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or other great podcast apps. Not the not so great ones, but the great podcast apps. We're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash StarQuest Media. If you're enjoying the secrets of Stargate, Share us with your friends. Share us with your enemies. Share us with your frenemies. Share us with everyone you know. Share us so we can, we can grow our audience here at Secrets of Stargate. And to find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash Stargate. Our email for feedback is stargate at sqpn.com. You can follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing Absolute Power, the next episode of SG-1. Until then, Lisa Jones, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thanks, Father Corey. And Victor Lambs, thank you as well. Thanks, Father Corey, and I'll bring everything back. I promise. (laughs) Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) As we're recording on a Thursday. Yeah. Next (laughs) Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, I'm Father Corey Stika. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? <laughs>